Welcome back to the Boys Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh Schaefer, here as always with my other co-host, Sloan. Sloan, say hi. Hey, everyone. It feels good to be back. I know we had the Boys Weekend Podcast, but since we're now in season, it feels right. It feels good to be back with Josh, and uh, we're ready to talk about this league. Woohoo! It's a, it's a Thursday night, so I'm sure... All of you were probably thinking, wait, are they going to skip week one doing a podcast? And, you know, is is the podcast dead at this no point? No way. No way. It's not dead. Honestly, we just forgot about it until today. So we revived it last night. Yesterday, we said, hey, let's do one. We're back. The season, our week one was a, a freaking roller coaster. Uh, you know, a lot of fun results to go over, a lot of injuries to go over. Uh, you know, football is is back in swing. How was your first weekend of watching NFL football, Sloan? Did you watch a lot? I watched so much. Uh, two weeks ago, we had the first weekend of college football, and that really got the taste in my mouth, ready for NFL, fantasy, dynasty, and all that. So this past weekend it was just awesome. I sat in front of my TV the entire day. It was fantastic. Uh, watch the Colts get their butt whooped, which is whatever, because my fantasy team did okay, so I didn't really care. Yes, um, but it was just good. You know what? What were you up to this last weekend? Uh, I was I was into football this weekend. Um, it's hard no, to not be, man. It's hard, especially on the first it's the weekend. First week, right? Hope springs eternal. Everybody is excited about the season. Everybody thinks they're going to do well. Yeah, well, even just like. Honestly, my season, you know, I, I had a, a good week one, of course, but things are definitely not turning out the way I would have liked them to for my season. And we'll get to that purely from a football perspective. I got NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube TV, and that w- changes your fucking life if you're watching <laughs> football. Did you, you get got- a promo or anything? No, we went full price. Straight up, baby. I love it. I split it with uh, two coworkers. Uh, I don't know who they are. All we do, not the bad. only thing the two of us do or the three of us do, is we split YouTube TV every NFL season. This is our third season, and uh, these engineers, you know, they love their their Sunday football, and you get that quad box with red zone in one of the boxes, <laughs> and you're, my brain is just like, it's like the Zach Galifianakis in The Hangover, you know, where <laughs> like all the numbers are floating around his head. Yeah, That's yeah. what it feels like for me watching football like anytime I start hearing the sounds of a commercial, I'm like, what am I doing? You know, I got to flip the audio. I'm not box paying for this. Yeah, exactly. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Exactly. Dylan and I share a YouTube TV account right now. And I know he had uh, approached me in the past about getting red zone. And after this first weekend, you know, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, I'm regretting the decision. I mean, it, it, it just seems so nice to have that constant stream of fantasy uh, implications, right? I don't yes. have to watch a, first and 10 on their own 25 it's not that big of a deal right i want to see those red zone possessions (laughs) points are getting scored dude red zone is it's an auto buy honestly like no doubt if you're if you're a big football guy sunday ticket man it is it is 500 it's not cheap but if you're gonna watch a lot of football on sundays it is totally worth it I completely agree. None of that illegal stream stuff you got to deal with. Worrying about all these yeah. pop-ups, things that you just sometimes the stream doesn't work. I hear you, Josh. Mm. Well, we'd love to have you join the the Sunday ticket bandwagon. But it did mean we both watched a lot of football this weekend, which mean we got to watch a lot of fantasy football unfold. 
Sloan, what did you think about the fantasy results like from an overall perspective this weekend? Obviously, you had an incredible week, so you're riding a high, you know, maybe even outside of yourself. How are you feeling about I, I the think weekend this from a season I'm, perspective? This season, I'm not going to try to focus on myself as much. I'm going to try to analyze <laughs> the other nine managers and teams in this league. A tale of two uh, sides of the league, right? You pointed it out in the group me. I, I think it was you, somebody else. I mean, it the disparity that we have in terms of the top teams and the bottom teams is so great. The finishing results. I mean, it's incredible when you have some guy, when you have the top team uh, basically doubling up the, the lowest team. I mean, it's, it's tough. And I think when you're in your third year of dynasty, that's when things start to really settle and you start to have that difference in, in uh, fantasy points week to week. And we really saw that this past week. And I, I think I definitely got lucky with some boom players for sure. Josh, you really showed out. I think the amount of points that you got this last week is going to be indicative of what you're going to get each week. You have a good team going forward. And then you have uh, Dylan. He also did well. And uh, I think, what was it? Tommy, who sort of came in, that fourth spot um, who yeah. didn't have a great week, but you know, he did better than the other five teams or, or whatever. And and that's all you need at this yeah. point. Um, we had a lot of bottom feeders and I think it's going to be a race to the bottom for sure. Yeah, I had, I mean, I will say, you know, I don't love to disclose my trade talks too much, but I had Colin reaching out already this week saying like, Hey, can I buy some vets? Like, Ooh. I think the 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 guys at the bottom, it's it's scary down there. I mean, you know, as as fate normally has in our league, Mike it, Mike will probably not finish last, so he's going to be safe. But somehow, I I honestly feel like Austin, Brian, Ongood, Matt, and Colin, all five of those guys have a pretty even shot of ending up at Waffle House, which is is pretty scary. And honestly, I don't even want to get too far out ahead of my skis, right? Like I've started to see the injuries pile up early. You know, I have probably six to seven players this week who are going to be out, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that impacts another team, if your team gets hit with a six to seven players out, you know, Dylan lesser extent, but Tommy really too. If those injuries start to pile up, honestly, I think there is a world in which, you know, some other teams could start getting pulled down. So getting these top finishes early in the season is super important. You want to try and build that cushion between yourself and last place. I know you obviously have some playoff dreams in mind. This week was a good one for you. I know you don't want to talk about your team very much, but you did finish first overall. Were you just feeling like in love with fantasy football after this week or, you know, where were you at? Well, I think it was a flash in the pan for sure. I have uh, no depth whatsoever. Everybody who's worth starting is starting right now. I have a few guys who I could throw in, like Gabe Davis, Brandon Cooks, off my bench, but they're really not going to help me that much. So I'm just relishing this week. I felt good about it. Um, the really the only guy who I was there were there were two guys who I was kind of sad about. They didn't score more points. Was were uh, Dalton Schultz with the uh, Houston Texans. You have a rookie quarterback. What are you going to do first week of the season? I know he and uh, Stroud have a good relationship, so I'm not worried about him. And same with Jameer Gibbs. I know he was on a snap count this first week. Dan Campbell had said that. So I'm looking forward to the future weeks and how uh, he's going to be utilized going forward. But I had three guys who really just showed out with McCaffrey, 
And he's sort of a guy you think, you know, he probably could have a week like this every week, maybe a little lower. Uh, but with Ayuk and Tyreek Hill, I mean, they performed so much more. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they just they performed a lot more than they should have. So I'm just trying to uh, count my blessings and take that 10 points and try to ride that into the future. I thought it was interesting. I asked the question in the group, me and Matt answered what was the highest position that any of the Waffle House finishers had finished in the past two seasons? And surprisingly, first. Yeah, that was surprising. Yeah. So even if you finish first in this uh, initial week of the season, you that doesn't mean you're not out of the running for Waffle House. So I'm just trying to stay focused and make sure I'm put uh, starting the right guys. And when you have no depth, you know you're starting the right guys because you only have guys that you're starting that are worth starting. Um, so I felt pretty good, but overall, um, it was an interesting week and, uh, Josh, I think you have the front runner right now. I know you didn't finish first, but you still got that nine points and, um, this is a long season. And I think you have the players to keep you going each week. You do have a lot of older guys. You have some injuries, but I still think you have that depth that's going to take you to at least the playoffs. And, and if not, uh, just the playoffs, maybe even a championship. Yeah, I mean, the team is is strong, right? Like, honestly, top to bottom, including the bench, my team is deep. Probably the deepest team of, of players in the league, uh, which is a testament to how deep I am, considering there's a decent chance this week I'm going to be without Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, potentially DeAndre Hopkins. I won't have Kenneth Gainwell. I won't have Christian Watson potentially won't have Travis Kelsey, Cooper Cup, Kyler Murray, and I'll still probably be the like projected third highest scoring team in the league, second or third highest scoring team in the league. Can I point out some flaws that I think just playing yeah. devil's advocate? For sure. So when I look at your roster, you have Jalen Hurts, great guy, one of the best mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the league. Nothing For to sure. worry about. Geno Smith is a guy that I'm worried about. Yes. He's had some good seasons in the past. He's been in the league forever before he started having those good seasons. He's a guy I'm a little worried about. 9.08 points this last week. Does it mean a lot? Maybe, maybe not. It was the first week of the season. Um, Eckler, nothing to worry about. Bijan, surprisingly, I did not expect him to do well. Mm. With Algier in there. And Algier did he a good, split the he snaps. A good week Yeah, too. he yeah. split the snaps. It was surprising. Yep. But he still got uh, the touchdown. Had a, you know six receptions. That's a big deal in uh, mm-hmm. a half PPR league like like we're in. Diggs, nothing to worry about. Ridley, man, watching the Colts this last week, I'm thinking, obviously I want the Colts to win. And then I only get even more frustrated when I see Ridley do well because I know Josh has Ridley. And that mm-hmm. just makes me so mad. Yeah. So that's sort of frustrating. Hawkinson, he's a fine, fine player. DJ Moore, he's another guy along with Geno Smith that I'm kind of worried about. Only three and a half points. Only two targets. Yes. Yeah. On a really a run first offense in Chicago. That's something I'm worried about. Aaron Jones. Uh, I think you kind of expected the Packers to lean on Aaron Jones a little bit with Aaron Rodgers being gone and Jordan Love starting. But even Jordan Love had a good game anyway. DeAndre Hopkins. I was kind of worried about him Mm. this whole season. He had 10 points this week. I still think I'm a little concerned about him going forward just because of his age. And uh, he's with Tannehill in Tennessee. Um, but you have some bench players that you could throw in there. Michael Thomas, he had an okay week. You have Chris Godwin. If he and Baker Mayfield can get on the same page, I think he's a guy that you can sub in. And obviously you had Travis Kelsey who didn't play this week. 
So he's a guy that you're going to have in there and he's going to be a stud every week. Um, yeah. I, I mean, at this point I'm feeling like, you know, Alvin Kamara still suspended. So I'll get him coming back mm-hmm. after week three. Um, you know, I, it's, it's very easy right now. Like I said, I, I will probably have seven or eight starting caliber players who will not, who will be out this week and it's week two of the season. Uh, and so my mental approach to that, to make myself feel better is to say that I would rather have eight players out in week two than eight players out in like week 12 or week 13. Um, when, you know, I'm trying to make a playoff push, you know, nothing is guaranteed in fantasy. Obviously having older players means they're more likely to get injured. I don't like Geno Smith. I don't like DJ Moore. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't dislike Geno Smith. But uh, I would rather have Kyler Murray playing, obviously. Oh, yeah. Hopefully he comes back this year. Uh, I feel confident that he probably will play at some point. But, you know, what we're just trying to do is hold things over until we get back to full strength. And typically you like to start the season at full strength. Uh, we're not starting there. Uh, you know, it's been I have three ham hamstring injuries that are causing people to be out. It's It's just getting a little messy honestly on 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 my team right now so whatever we're 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 staying optimistic we just need some running backs to be healthy you know if i need to call on michael thomas i will I'm not scared to do that i'd rather honestly call on michael thomas than dj Moore at this point i have yeah. higher expectations for him so we'll, we'll be fine uh i still had a good week last week you know i'm i'm hopeful for the future but if i keep getting the injury bug like this there's a real chance that i could be not in trouble per se. If I start getting quarterback injuries, I think that's where my biggest risk would come in. Um, you yeah. know, oh, I ahead, think that's, ahead. well, no, I think that's a, a good point to make. You have a win now team. And I think a win now team necessarily means that you have older players on the team and those older yeah. players are more prone to getting injured. And that's really what you're facing right now. And I think you faced it a little bit last season as well. Um, but you, you still got nine points this week. Yeah. So it's still doable. And the guy that you didn't, that that you lost to me had three guys on his team who just had some boom weeks. So I think in any normal week or an average week, I think you're going to get that 10 points. Um, and even if you don't, if you're averaging eight or nine points every week, you're still going to be in the playoffs. And if you can make it work those final three to four weeks in the season, I can't remember how many playoff weeks we have nowadays, but that gives you an opportunity to win. So I wouldn't be worried about you, especially with your depth. I'm more worried about my team for sure, just because I don't have the depth. Um, But outside of that, I mean, we had Dylan who was kind of close to second place with you. Not really. I mean, he was what 20, about 29 points away. And then Tommy. So those are the top four guys right now. But after that top four, it just drops off. Oh, for you look sure. at you look at the guys who finished fifth through tenth. None of them scored a hundred. It's the first week of the season when you're the healthiest and there are no buys and you can't score a hundred points. There's something going on with this league right now. Have have, have all of the player the good players shifted to these top four teams? What's going on? I think here's what's happening is all of these teams that are bad at this point, these bottom six teams, essentially, 
that didn't put up over 100. Look at their roster composition. Basically zero players over the age of 28 on any of these teams that are starting consistently outside of quarterbacks. Quarterbacks, I think, obviously an exception for the age. But if you look at the non-QBs, pretty much all of these guys are starting players in their early to mid-20s. And, you know, I think everybody loves the idea of building a dynasty team that is all really young players, great players. I think this is what Mike's strategy is. Unfortunately, a lot of these younger players don't have the consistency that the older guys do, right? As you take on that injury risk, you don't have the upside and consistency that the older veterans who are proven typically have. And I think that's what we're seeing is these teams know they're not going to be good this year. And so they're riding the very thin line between being bad, which they want to be bad so that their pick can be good, but not being so bad that they end up going to Waffle House. Um, You know, that's why I mentioned Colin texting me about reaching out about a trade finishing second to last this week. He's looking to add some veteran depth. The The problem is all of the really good vets are on competing teams. You know, right. at this point, most of them are sitting on teams who want to keep them. And so it's a tough buying market when you're a bad team. This is why I love the Waffle House or last place punishment that we have. Because think about how boring it would be right now if we just had the four of us, you know, at the top and then these six teams who were just all sucking, like just trying to get better. It would be so uninteresting if we didn't have a last place punishment. Well, I mean, I'd sell my team at the end of every year. Oh, who for cares? Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, and even before then, if I know I'm not going to make the playoffs and I just want to build for next season, I'm trading everybody for not everybody, but most of my players for draft picks for that next season. Cause I want to build for the future, but don't want to come in last. Cause you don't have to go to waffle house. Now, Mike brought this up the other day. I was talking to him. Do you think Brian and Ongood are a little more incentivized to finish last because they don't have to go to Waffle House again? Mm, I mean, Brian doesn't have his own first round pick next year or his own second round pick. So I don't really see why he would want to finish last. If he does, he's just making another team better. Ongood also doesn't have his own first or second round pick next year. So I think the real reason you want to finish last if you're a bad team is because you own your own picks in the future. So you want them Mm -hmm. to be good. I think Ongood and Brian probably have the least incentive to be bad of any of these bad teams. Uh, You know, I think Mike, Mike probably doesn't want to be bad because he owns enough first round picks next year. Matt also doesn't own his first. The only teams who actually own their first round pick next year are Austin Colin and Mike. Mike Mm -hmm. owns three firsts, so he doesn't really want to be bad. So the only teams who actually have an incentive to be bad are Austin and Colin because their pick could necessarily be better. Well, here's the scary thing. Mike could have the first three picks in the draft next season with Matt's Matt's first round pick, Ongood's first round pick, and his own first round pick. That's 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 wild. wild. Especially with how young Mike's team is right now and the the young assets he has, especially with uh, Anthony Richardson and, and CJ Stroud and his taxi squad. That worries me going forward. I mean, I know we kind of dogged on Mike a little bit at the beginning of this dynasty league with the, uh, the starter draft and how many quarterbacks he took and he sort of wheeled and dealed and figured it out. And he's got a lot of young assets. So if I was Mike, 
no, he didn't have a great week last week, but he still finished sixth, and he has so many good young assets. He's fine. The guys that I'm worried about, Austin, Brian, Ongood, Colin, Matt. Five guys I'm worried about who could all go to Waffle House at this point. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I, I think the teams that are I'm the most afraid for, you know, Matt's, Matt had a weird week last week. Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson, both absolutely horrible. I really don't think Matt's team is that bad. I mean, his starting lineup isn't that bad. You know, he has very little flexibility on the bench. I mean, he didn't have Mark Andrews either, which was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I honestly, I think the teams I'm most concerned about are Brian and Ongit's team at this point. Both of them have very little flexibility unless they trade next year's future assets if they actually want to get better. And, you know, obviously both of them have been to Waffle House, but I don't know. I, I'm, I've been thinking about the punishment for next year. If you if you lose and then have to do it a second time, the amount of pain from eating the blazing wings, it, it I feel like if you're not a spicy guy, and it what the thing is ten wings in thirty minutes, and then ten more if you don't do them all in thirty minutes. That is that is horrible. I don't that think is, I don't think I that think challenge is anything even close to the Waffle House. I think it's bad enough that you're like, I don't want to do this. I want to avoid it. Waffle House is bad. It's worse. Well, I think, yeah, you don't have to do the Waffle House challenge again. But if you're coming in last for a second time, especially with how few seasons we've had in this league, Mm. that's embarrassing enough to just, you feel bad about (laughs) yourself. I mean, can you imagine? Uh, It would be pretty bad to finish in last and last twice in three years. Like how, how fucked up is this league where there's a world in which Brian finishes in last two, two out of three years uh-huh. and Tommy wins the league for the third consecutive year in a row. That'd be sick. I mean, it's just like a, it's a true testament to fantasy football and just how random it really is. There is a true randomness to fantasy football uh, and you know, you can, you can get, you can, you know, put yourself in position to be successful, obviously, but I think you're spot on Sloan. It is, you know, I, I think some of these teams, if you were one of these bad teams, this week was a great chance to get some table points on everyone. If you could just put up 110, 115, you would have gotten six, six table points, seven table points. You're scared. I mean, you know, Matt, Matt's team, I feel like he finished last. That sucks. But your quarterbacks, odds are they're not going to put up, you know, seven combined points next week. That's that's kind of fluky. I think what's going on with Collins' team is not that fluky. Uh, you know, Drake London obviously had a, a dud. But if you if you watch Desmond Ritter's game on Sunday, that offense is is horrible. He is horrible. Uh, there is there is very little upside there. I think Colin, if I if I'm picking my Waffle House pick right now, it's Colin. I think Austin, if if Jonathan Taylor comes back, that you know that's a savior at that uh-huh. point. But there's there's fear I think running through those teams. Tommy had one quarterback this week with yeah. Aaron Rodgers getting hurt, and he still came in fourth. 
what is happening to our league? It's awful. I mean, Matt had 67 points. 67. That's embarrassing. I mean, it's so bad. I I mean, I liked the first season when we had those payouts for, you know, lowest scoring week, highest scoring week and all that. Because at least <laughs> that was it, fun. You know, I had so few points. At least I'm going to get something out of it. Oh, my goodness. It's so low. It, I, the scores really blew my mind this weekend. I uh, I think I was projected maybe fifth at the beginning of the, the week before any of the games had been played. And um, I think it was a pretty tight bunch in terms of everyone's projections and certain things happen and you, your team doesn't do as well and you end up with 67 points and you finish with one table point at the end of the day. I mean, it's it's a tough league. And yeah, we have however many weeks till the end of the season, but some guys got to be panicking right now. Oh, I mean, on good's team week two already projected for less than a hundred points. We're half, we're at halftime of the Thursday night game. You're already projected for less than a hundred. And you know what I love about doing this podcast during the Thursday night game is watching Jalen hurts throw bombs, <laughs> getting another touchdown pass. Josh, you're up to 138 projected points. Oh, a touchdown rush even too. Touchdown oh, ru- we love. Well, those. he just threw what a 60 yard touchdown pass to, was it Devon? What's his name? Uh, Did that just happen? Yeah. Uh, Devonte Smith. Ooh, baby. Ooh. Oh, he did. He did. I think the sleeper app had it uh, updated incorrectly. Yeah. That's the best he's, part uh, about it. Josh. Is, oh, oh my gosh. Champ, Two dude. rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. On good. Why would you trade Jalen Hurts? It's the stupidest decision okay. anyone has All ever right, made. All right, guys. In this, let's, let's, in get, let's calm down. <laughs> Untradeable player. He got a first round pick in the trade. Oh, which... look at that. The the touchdown finally hit on sleeper. 143 projected points this week, baby. There wow. you go. Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Goodness it's gracious. A, it's been a nice week. I mean, a nice start to the week after all these injuries. Oh, uh, for sure. Well, and you got Hawkinson with the touchdown reception, too. There you go, bud. This is all you want on a Thursday night. It's all you're looking for. Right. And then there's me watching Kirk Cousins just fuddle his way around and uh, fumble a ball for a defensive touchdown, you know. Hey, he'll end up with 300 yards at the end of the game somehow. It's that garbage time. That's what I like. When they just got to start slinging it in the air when they're down so much, that's okay with me. You're right. Well, I mean, Brian's team is off to a pretty good start this week. 20 points projected for 130. I think what we need to do is just hold ourselves from overreacting to week one. It's easy Mm -hmm. to say, like, certain teams are horrible. Other teams are great. Uh, A couple key injuries here or there, and a disaster easily unfolds. It so, is such a long season. You have to keep your head. You can't trade away guys that you think just did poorly in week one and they're not going to do poorly again. Some guys have bad week ones. That's okay. They're going to figure it out, especially if there's a new coach in the mix, some new players. Mm. Sometimes it ends up being fine. You have to keep your head. You can't start trading these guys away. Keep your head. I like it, Sloan. Well, I, I think week one, we've covered it. I'm excited for week two. We're, it's right around the corner. Uh, you know, hopefully we start seeing some trades flying after week two. I feel like week one, everyone's still, like you said, kind of holding in. You know, they're not willing to start making any kind of decisions about players, good or bad, in terms of performances. I think after this week, we'll start to see a bit more action. We did see some waivers come through this week that were... You know, there was some big, some bigger ads, some some good competition. I think a few of us uh, forgot about the waivers. 
me and Austin and Tommy included, uh, hurts to be grouped in with those three. Although I'm grouped in with the two time, uh, champion. So, I mean, maybe that's what I need this year is a little to be in my head a little bit less. Uh, the biggest ad in terms of dollars, Kendrick Bourne, uh, put up a good week one, uh, two touchdowns, six catches, 64 yards. This to me feels like just a classic, uh, you know, week one overperformance from Kendrick Bourne. Somebody who has never been good for eight, you know, seven years in the league, all of a sudden has kind of one good week. And, you know, you, you bet the house, not the house, but 326 fab is quite a bit. Yeah. And he was a guy I thought about it a little bit. You look at his profile. He's 28 years old. He's been in the league forever. Like you just said. Is he worth it to pick up? Maybe. Is he worth it to start? I don't know. Probably not. He had 21 points last week with two touchdowns. He did have 11 targets. You really want to see that. Um, mm-hmm. So you're not discouraged by him, but how much is it going to take for Matt to actually start him this upcoming week? Uh, yeah. I don't know. If he was on my roster, I'd, I'd be happy to have him. And I, and I he was the one guy that I remembered to put a waiver bid in for. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't get him, obviously. But he's not a guy who I would have felt comfortable starting. Yeah. Maybe if I saw a couple more weeks with him getting more than 10 targets, I'd feel good, but still a good pickup. Um, He showed out in week one, the two touchdowns is uh, nice to see, but is that going to be consistent over the rest of the season? I don't know. Honestly, I, I like the second ad more than the first ad. I would have bet way more. I I love this, this pickup by Anga. uh, One of his best moves in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. That sounds condescending, but I like the move. Outside of I trading like, all his good players to you. Yeah. This I is like the move. move. I like the move because Josh Kelly just had a week where he had 16 attempts, 5.7 yards per carry, proven back up to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler hasn't practiced today or yesterday. Looking fairly likely he'll be out this weekend. Well, it, and Ongood makes the, the, the thing I like about this, I need to say this. The thing I like about this is Ongood makes the move to drop Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller, Ongood spent his second round pick on him uh, in last year's rookie draft. These are the kind of players you hold on to for hope that they're going to be good, and they clog your roster. Mm-hmm. Ongood makes the move to drop the bad Chargers running back for the good one. I think this is a great ad for him, and I think he'll probably see the benefit of it this week. Yeah, and I agree. Uh, you mentioned that Josh Kelly is uh, a backup, but I don't. is he a backup when he's splitting the touches with uh, the, the guy who's apparently the, the starter. Mm-hmm. Um, is that going to continue? That's what I'm worried about. I looked into this uh, before the waivers and I ended up not putting a bid in just because, I mean, he's still a, a backup running back. He's 25 years old. That's fine. He had one touchdown. He, he only had, I mean, only 15 points. I know that's not a low amount, but he had one touchdown with 15 points, 16 attempts is what you like to see. But I don't know if this is going to uh, sustain itself going forward. But again, again, you, you might as well pick him up if you have the opportunity. I thought both he and Justice Hill would be uh, they, they would have more bids in terms of the final dollar amount than Kendrick Bourne. Me so I'm very surprised to, to see Bourne go uh, top this past week for waivers. For sure. Yeah, I mean. Justice Hill makes a lot of sense. Dobbins out for the year with the torn Achilles. Good money. Sucks for Brian that he got outbid by $2 on a $200 yeah. bid. 
I'm really starting to see the effect too, even though I forgot about waivers this week. Uh, just with having only 200 fab for the in season, it'll be interesting to see the impact that actually has on my team uh, because I traded it all away to you for the draft picks. So we'll see if I actually end up, you know, benefiting from that or if it's kind of a, you know, that in season fab actually is worth a lot more than I thought it was at the time of the trade. Right. And you know what I love about watching or doing the podcast with you on a Thursday night is watching mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins throw some bombs getting a touchdown <laughs> pass, baby. Just back and forth, who, baby. Who'd it go to, Sloan? Who'd Addison. To? A guy who's Addison. not on anybody's roster. I love it. Addison is rostered. Is he, he was, rostered? He, well, he's he was sure rostered. as hell not starting, I can tell you he's that. Not, he's probably not starting it. But after this week, I think... Did Dylan take Addison? No, I don't. I don't think he did. He, if he's on a roster, he has. Oh no, Dylan did start Addison. He started in this week. No way. He did. Yeah. Why would you start him? I mean, I don't know. He had a good first week last week. He this started. Hold Dylan on. He's starting two uh, Minnesota wide receivers. Wow, ballsy. I like that. And I'd say that uh, KJ Osborne's ahead of Addison on the on the depth chart, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm probably just saying that because I have Osborne on my roster, but good for Dylan for starting him as a gamble and it paid off. I think the fact that Dylan is starting him is a real testament, though, to the state of Dylan's team at this point. What, not good? Not not good, but maybe Dylan missed his window. All I'm going to say is mm. that, look, we have praised Dylan's team for Dylan's team is a perfect example of how quickly Dynasty can turn on its head. Where you look at Dylan's team last year at this time, we're praising this young, beautiful roster of up-and-coming elite talent. A year later, all of this young, elite talent has so many question marks next to it. Whether it's because of poor QB play, other running backs coming in, you know, there's a uh, a lot to be desired, I think, with where Dylan's team is at. And a lot of these assets that would have been worth, you know, one first, maybe multiple first last year have definitely declined in value. This is why that perfect dynasty roster of young elite assets is very, very hard to find. So Dylan has had, he has had the best team the past two seasons. Yeah, probably. I think you're right. And like you just said, I think that train has left the station. Ooh, does it hurt Dylan? Does it hurt? (laughs) It's got to hurt so bad. I mean, you look at his bench. If he's starting Addison, what does that mean? Does that mean he doesn't have bench players? He has Swift on his bench. Well, he has bench players. And honestly, Swift was probably the better start over Addison this week, in my opinion. Not the expert, but Gainwell's out. So I think you feel pretty good about starting Swift after he split carries with him last week. But, you know, if Gainwell comes back next week, I think he has a lot of Addison-level players on his bench. Damian Pierce, Christian Mm -hmm. Kirk, Cortland Sutton, Marquise Brown, all these guys who you're like, they could be good, but I don't really know. You know, they're all kind of DJ Moore types where you're like, this is potentially a good player, but is the system bad? Is he going to put up, you know, four points? Is he going to put up 15 points? It can be a little hard to read. Yeah, and I would say even going into the season, I was not feeling Deshaun Watson. He had a really good week last week, but going forward, I'm still not, I'm still not on him. I just, I think that's, uh, I picked up, uh, what's his face? The guy from UCLA who's on the Browns now, because I felt, you know, at some point Watson's going to be benched. 
And I can't even remember if the guy who probably picked up is the backup for. Uh, He's not going to be Ben Sloan. I'm feeling pretty confident. About I'm just that. saying, man, Browns, that, that team is where quarterbacks go to die. So I do not expect anybody on the Browns to uh, be successful. And I'm very happy that uh, Baker Mayfield's not on that team anymore. So. Anyway, Dylan, he's going to be fine at the end of the season. Yeah. Is he going to win a title? Probably not, but he's not going to go to Waffle House at the same time. So that that's a successful season, in my opinion. For sure. I agree. Well, Sloan, any other thoughts on week one on waivers? You know, we had some other ads, but they were a little bit smaller. Anything else uh, that you want to say before we close out this? You week? know, I had Calvin Austin, wide receiver for the Steelers, on my roster for a while. I had him taxied last year. He's a... Second year player this season. Mm -hmm. I had ended up dropping him just because I wanted to pick up some other guys. I looked into Calvin Austin. I didn't really feel like he had any good opportunities to make an impact for the Steelers. And then Deontay Johnson gets hurt and Mike picks him up. And every time I see Mike pick up a player that I recently dropped, I always feel bad about myself Mm -hmm. because I'm thinking, did I not do enough research? Am I missing something? Does Mike know something that I don't know? So I'm hopeful that Calvin Austin doesn't do well, but if he does good on Mike and I will, uh, I'll learn for the future. Um, so I think that's a good pickup by Mike. I just didn't feel like I had the roster spot to keep him on my roster. Um, but you know, that's fantastic. Hey, well, you have a good team Sloan. Unlike Mike, you know, I have an okay team. I have an okay team. I'm not going to go to Waffle House, but I don't think I'm going to win the title either. But it'll be fine. I can't believe you just said that, honestly, Sloan. That's like the the kiss of death. I mean, I'm going to try. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm still talking to people about trades and such, trying to get players that I think are going to help me win now. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm happy with the Miles Sanders trade. He didn't have a stellar week last week, but he had an okay week, got me some decent points. And I think it's only up from here. And same with uh, Jameer Gibbs. I think those guys are only going to help. Obviously, IU can – Tyree Kill are not going to have the week that they had last week every week, but I'm happy not going into Waffle House. So that's all I can ask for. For sure. Well, I'm looking forward to week two. Thursday night game's already in progress. I'm looking forward to uh, Kirk Cousins putting up 400 yards when they lose. Let's go. Uh, but it uh, should be a fun Sunday. We will meet again next week, Sloan. Let's pick back up our weekly pace. We'll get this on the calendar. And uh, it'll be a fun year. I'm looking forward to the season. Thank you, Josh. I appreciate you hosting. All right. We will talk soon, Sloan, and I will see you next week. See you guys.